Rip City. To all of you here in town and every corner of the interwebs, thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying this beautiful Saturday, the 28th of September. I am Keith Feltner-Smith. He is Ty Weston. Don't call me Wesley Delbridge. That's me. You are listening to the Podland Trailcasters, and you can reach us at Trailcasters on Twitter, IG, and Facebook. You can find us at uh, trailcasters at gmail.com. Please, always, when you go and find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, any of the other Stitchers, any of the other podcasters that you find, please always give us those what, Ty? Five stars. And please, these lovely beats you're hearing right now, you can find them from Odar at soundpod.com slash odarbeats. Go and support your local artists, your local beat makers, all of those that make these beautiful tunes. Also, shout out to our sponsors, Envy Adventures, and Clearly Speaking, they help you. They, uh, Clearly Speaking will remind you, Brendan Uckton over there will remind you to slow down, enunciate, not worry as much about yelling like I do every time I come in here. So excited. Uh, and she will help you with stuttering, any sort of voice fatigue, any sort of stress you have from long podcasts and yelling at work or anything else you're dealing with. And if after that you want to get up, uh, Ty, have you ever taken any, any flights around Portland? Anything uh, anything up in the sky besides just I've pure I've never traffic? done anything like that. No, I need to, though. I, I, I've been telling uh, Corey over at Envy Adventures, that's envi-adventures.com, that we need to get a podcast out there up in the air. I would love to have like a segment, man. Although, again, if we're talking about what we're learning from Brenda as far as not yelling, not stressing our voice out, I feel like going up in the sky would be doing the opposite. I feel like it would be a lot of, Hi, how are you? Can you hear me up here? What is going on? Oh, my God, we're dropping. No, probably not dropping, but I could see Corey uh, taking us for some loops. <laughs> It'd be a fun adventure, for sure. It would, man. You know, I actually used to have a, a buddy in college, uh, shout out to Bob Ellis, who had his pilot's license, and he actually was like a, a an acrobatic flight trainer. I don't really know the correct terminology for it, but he could do some crazy things in the sky. And I was this photo student. He takes me up there, and he goes into some zero-G maneuvers where the camera's, like, floating off my lap, and I just am going into, like, the fetal position. Uh, it's a crazy too feeling. Too much for me. <laughs> but uh, check them out. Envy Adventures, they will help you uh, around the Pacific Northwest with some beautiful uh, scenery all over Portland, the Gorge, Mount Hood, uh, out to the dunes, anything else. They have some really low, cheap flights starting right now. I think starting as low as 29 bucks. Go and check out their site. That all the way up to the low hundreds. Lots of range for whatever you are looking for. So, Envy Adventures, envyadventures.com and clearlyspeakingoregon.com. Ty, what has happened this week in the world of Blazers basketball? Well, we got some Woj bombs, so I think we should just jump right into those bombs. Let's you do know? it, buddy. Go for it. We got Anthony Simons and Zach Collins. They were picked up on their fourth year, or they got their they got their contract picked up by the Blazers for their fourth year of their rookie deals. Uh, yeah, fourth for Zach, and third for Ant. And they picked them up. They're going to keep them for the extra year. Um, I mean, I'm pumped about it. I love these two young guys. I'm really stoked about their futures. I mean, so I'm glad the Blazers felt that they are a big part of the franchise to just bring it back for another year. Yeah, dude. It's a good way to – it's it's locking in the young talents. So not only do we have Dame and CJ and Nurk on these long-term contracts, but now we've got – uh, the young development as well. And and Zach, I think we talked about last time on the pod uh, last week that Zach is really one of these players that we expect to see a lot of. This is one of those years that you're hoping to see him break out. And Ant the same way after seeing him play that 48-minute game against Sacramento at the end of the last season, I think there's a lot of real hope that uh, he'll bring some firepower off the bench, right? I believe so. I believe there's a ton of hype around Anthony Simons. It might have gotten a little too big or too real, but I think he's going to show out. And he's going to impress for being only 20 years old. Yeah, dude. Uh, oh, my God. He's only 20? Jesus. That's... He's only 20. And I... Zach's 21. I mean, they're just <laughs> they're so young. They have so much room to grow. They have so much basketball, like, in front of them. Like, even, like, if this year, like, they didn't figure it out, they still are going to be 21 and 22 next year. So they right. have... 
three, four years to figure it out. That's what's nice. That is the real thing, too. So let's talk about the contracts one moment more. Uh, Dame and CJ, we talked about their extensions that they got signed to this summer, and that takes them through what uh the next four or five year kind of range and so at that point dame Dame right now is what 29 i think and cj just had his 28th birthday so we're talking into their early 30s at that point uh anthony and zach will be right up there in those mid to late 20s kind of range and so it really does just kind of link that progression to kind of the next uh not 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 saying i'm ready to get rid of dame and cj but just as as one generation starts to become the old vets uh the other guys are ready in their prime and ready to go yeah, I mean, so there'll be guys who are ready just to take the torch from Damon CJ and then just hopefully keep the consistency of the Blazers franchise going. Like, all of a sudden, like, we don't just drop off when our stars leave and all of a sudden we're tanking and right. we're not winning any games. So now, like, with Ant and Zach, we're going to be, like, in their prime years of basketball and they've been in this franchise and they know what it takes to win and they'll just keep it going for another 10, 15 years, hopefully. Speaking of keeping it going, actually, I saw uh, the notes that we had in here about Mario uh, kind of going full Portlander. He had, he did the little the bit on Twitter and social media. Uh, I think it was at the Oregon Food Bank, and it had like a where the Blazers are partnering up with Dave's Killer Bread, I think is what it was. And yep. they did a deal at the Oregon Food Bank where, where Mario was kind of dressed in the uh, the food handler's outfit, kind of the plastic apron, the plastic hat, and he's kind of joking around about, like, can I take this out? Can I practice in this or wear this around the court or something like that? Uh, but you, I saw. Uh, noted a little something else, a little more detailed. I'm over here, like just enjoying his kind of silly goofiness of the off season. And what did you see? I saw that he uh, that he posted something on Twitter of him wearing a jersey, of him wearing a jersey with number 44 on it, and that is, I believe, shouting out draws on. How do you say his last name? You were Pe- saying it. Petrov- either Petrovic or Petrovic. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I, I, I don't really know the correct Croatian, Croatian uh, I did't pronunciation. I want to butcher it, so I'll let you do it. <laughs> Look, man, if you want to butcher, if you want someone to butcher anything, just leave it to me. I'll get tongue-tied in no time. <laughs> <laughs> but he's that Croatian basketball player, and so that's Mario Hazona going back to his roots where he's from and then just kind of shouting out. So that's really cool. I mean, that's just something that Blazer fans love anyway, like when players do little small things like that, but he's doing – yeah, for himself and for Blazer fans, so I think it's sweet. Yeah, and yeah, so we noted that Petrovic wore the uh, 44, and also last time, again, we keep referencing back to our first episode, the first next-gen episode together, uh, but uh, uh, we're talking about how Nurkic and uh, um, um, Nurkic and Hazonia, there we go, I was going to say Petrovic, but he's not on our team now, he's a former Blazer, <laughs> back from like, uh, what, 80s, 90s era, right? Uh, but so, yeah. Nurkic and Hazonia, they have a lot of this swagger, and I love seeing this from Hazonia. I love the idea that he's making this reference, and he knows his history. He knows, let's say he knows how to kind of uh, tug at some Blazer fan heartstrings, too, you know, since we were talking about him maybe being one of the fan favorites, right? Yeah, I think he's fitting in, or he's fitting right in with the Blazers and their fan base. <laughs> See, I, I feel like I'm, I'm winning that one already. I'm not saying you were wrong about Whiteside, but I feel like I got a little edge up with Hazonia going. We should have made that a bet, which we will get to later. We're, we were talking about the sports betting. We'll get more to that later. <laughs> yeah. We'll have to make some bets throughout the year on one of these shows here. Oh, we'll get it going, man. I think it's going to be every show. We'll talk about that more. Uh, what else do we have in there as far as some topical stuff, though? What else um, I saw the G League just made that new rule where it's one free throw counts as all. Right, right, right. You're shooting a three, and then like you get fouled, you just shoot one, and it counts as all three. Is that how that works, or two points? Or the well? extra two, yeah. So instead of, I think the it, idea with this or is... Because what the big three does. Right. Well, yeah, and it's, it's something they've talked about before as far as just kind of taking time uh, out, not making the NBA games take as long. Is they're trying to take, like, as if free throws take that much long longer than usual is. for them to do that, they should just get rid of all the silly replays and all the 
timeouts they do right before commercials and all the like look at the dead ball like who touched the last and it takes 15 minutes to see who did it and they usually get it wrong anyway okay so you see you and i we said there's another thing man we could get into some some fisticuffs on this one if you're saying take away the replays i'm on the total opposite end i want them to get the calls right if it if they need to but they're do not the replays. Right, all the time. right and that they that, take forever that is the, both of those that's are what the slows issues. the game down and same with like uh or like with football too like they are now like with these pass interference changes like it's taking the game so long because so many coaches are challenging pass interference that's not there and stuff so i mean yeah like i want replays and stuff to be right but also like i don't want to watch a game for five hours and watch commercials and replays and refs standing around talking but you remember that they're giving the nba coaches a challenge flag this year right is that just in the preseason, or is that during I, the rest of season two? I think they're trying that for this season. We can go check up on the on the latest on that, but I think last I heard, they're trying that for the regular season this year. And, dude, I'm, I'm telling you, the point here, I, I agree with you, it needs to be more streamlined. They have the NBA ref headquarters HQ over in Secaucus now, right? And if they can make this more streamlined where it doesn't take as long, that's the other side of it. They have an extra ref at every game that is there in case of emergency or in case probably of an injury, but why not just have them take, take a page out of football, right? Where in football, you have someone, I think, from each team. You, you would probably know more about this than I would, but I believe each team has someone that's just on video and they can get into the coaches here and say, hey, challenge this, right? Yeah, yeah. So why not it's have... With refs. Too. They have refs who are just watching over stuff going, oh, maybe we should review that. So stuff I, that I guarantee you eventually the NBA is going to be doing that. They're going to have a ref just on video at each of the games because that's the best way to streamline it. I think they're trying to kind of slowly inch that direction. But I would I would bet you, again, we'll get to the sports betting, but I would place a wager that eventually we'll see a pure video ref for each game. I mean, I'm for it, but just make it faster. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it, it, it'll, it'll, we'll get there. It'll get faster. But please, man, be with me on, on supporting the video, <laughs> getting these calls right, even if it takes robo-refs or whatever the camera. Brandon used to give me a hard time about that. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, and as far as this rule, though, the G League uh, one free throw thing, the idea would be to make it go faster. Uh, on one hand, how do you feel about this? Is, does this make free throws more or less valuable if you're a good free throw shooter, I guess is the better way to put it. Because on uh, one hand, you got to make the first one. And I feel like if you're, my brother was pointing this out, this out when we argued about it. He said, if you're taking two free throws and you're going to miss one, you're probably missing the first one. So does this make it like you have to be better at free throws? Uh, or is this a thing where dudes who miss often are going to get out of having to make them? I don't really know if it has much to do with that. Um, I'm more worried about like if you're down one and you get fouled, now like you have to shoot two free throws to win it. Now all of a sudden you just have to hit one to win it. Oh, Stuff like that. Like that's like that takes away from the game. Like that doesn't make it as fun for fans or during the game. Like, okay, this guy like Steph Curry goes to the line, we're down two. I mean, obviously like you think he's gonna hit both free throws, but there's a risk with him shooting two of them. Like there's a chance he might miss one. But now like him only getting one opportunity, like he might not miss the second one or whatever. So then all of a sudden he gets two points on one shot. I don't really like it. Um yeah, that that's actually a good point, dude. I hadn't even thought about it that way as much. The just what it could mean in clutch time, uh, as yeah. far as like when you really in clutch time, especially that's when you really want to make someone prove that they are are there for it, you know. And we've even seen uh, excellent free throw shooters like Damon CJ miss shots in the clutch there. And the idea that you could get the whole thing accounted for with just the one make that's that's a very yeah. interesting change. Yeah, I mean that goes like with like the hack a shack rules. I feel like that would right. maybe take it away because guys only get one chance now to make it. But I don't know. I I hope they don't really do this rule. I'll be interesting to see how it goes out during the G League. But I I don't know if they'll end up doing it. You know, one other thing before uh, before we move on to the last kind of topic here. Uh, one other thing that I heard the NBA is pushing for this year is 
making each team, I think, uh, submit accurate heights and ages for all players because there was the issue I think with Buddy Heald was it last season where it turns out that he's a year or two older than he was and there's this kind of weird discrepancy we've had players before like Serge Ibaka or some players coming over from a foreign country where sometimes the birthdays just aren't kept as accurately in in, yeah. the, in the uh in the books over there and the height thing too is always funny to me i've had i've made funny jokes before of meeting dame his rookie year and i'm 510 and he's a little taller than me i'd give him 61 but i think he's listed as at 63 now and i just don't i don't believe it man. he's not 63 he's like 61 and a half like yeah. same with cj they're both like 62 61 yeah. yeah they're shorter guards man and that's okay but it's just it's silly where the idea of measuring people in their shoes when you see some basketball shoes and these things they're not heels but you know they might as well be in some they some got cases. some big like souls. It's a stuff. lift. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, same thing with like Kevin Durant. Like yep. I felt like for like four seasons, like his height was different every year. Yep. Someone's like, he's seven foot. No, he's six, eight. No, he's six, 10. Right. Nope. Actually, he's six, 11 and a half. No, he's seven, one. If you look at it, it's like, what? I feel like we even saw LaMarcus Aldridge's height vary back in the day. Same kind of thing with like being 6'11 or a true 7-footer and all this kind of idea. And I'm sure at some point it's a pride thing. Maybe in some ways it's a numbers thing about saying whether if you're trying to push for a center like LaMarcus was, he wants to say he's that much taller because, no, I'm not a power forward. Why would you have a 7-foot power forward? I'm a center. Yeah. I think I saw last year that I think it was Myers Leonard was one of the only like three true 7-footers in the league or something like that. Really? It was yeah, like there's not really that many true seven footers, and then now with this new rule, I bet you will see a lot less true seven footers. We only see two or three people who are labeled seven foot. Right, you definitely won't see as much seven one, seven twos unless guys are just huge. But yeah, yeah, you'll have a few. I mean, like there is like a uh, why am I forgetting the the giant dude that was out in L.A. and I don't remember where he got moved to now. I'm doing so bad on names today. Boban, uh, Boban, Boban Bogdanovich. Yeah, yeah, he's huge. Marjanovic or Bogdanovich? Because there's a <laughs> one's in Brooklyn and one's I think in uh uh like Bobby and Toby right that's the one I'm talking about the dude who can just like he can hang from the rim with his toes on the ground yeah it's he crazy. played for the Pinsons yes. and the Clippers yep oh it's embarrassing though can't remember the names it's the off season man we're still getting warmed up it's all good hey how about one more the uh one of the guy getting warmed up Whiteside I don't know if you saw this interview that Whiteside had but I think it was AJ McCord uh shout out to AJ that put out some tweets uh tweeted her interview with Whiteside talking about um. Young Whiteside putting, or at Young Whiteside putting Rip City on notice, he could get a triple double this season with shooters like Damon CJ around him. And then it was him giving a quote talking about uh, how in like scrimmages he's getting six or seven assists pretty easy. Uh, and, uh, you know, hey, with these guys around, you just give them a ball, it's an easy assist. And yeah. at the end of it, I guess, you know, not no one challenged him, but I guess he was kind of saying, just wait, I could be getting, you know, some triple doubles, keep this interview, like kind of a keep the receipts kind of moment, right? Yeah, I like that. I like it, man. From him. Yeah, yeah, he's not just here to to just get it done. He's seen big things happening, man. I I feel like it's the same kind of excitement we saw when we heard him with the whole like we got shooters. You know, yeah. he's he's stoked on this season, man. And I I'm I feel like if if you're gonna if you're on the fence at all of whether he's gonna perform well, I feel like this has got to start tipping in the direction of he's gonna he's gonna be putting up numbers. Yeah, like he's not coming in and like whining about being here. Like he's not like I was in Miami and now I'm here in Portland, Oregon. Like, I don't want to be here. I want to go to the Lakers. I want to team up with other people. Like, he's not doing any of that. He's bought in from the second he found out he was being traded. He's talked good about the team. He's talked good about the city, the like, where he's living, like, all this stuff. So, I think, yeah, like, he wants to be here. Like, and, like, he's not going to really complain about it. So, yeah, like, I feel like people should really buy into him being here. 
All right, speaking of being on the fence and kind of tipping scales one way or the other, we've got a new segment today. Ty, uh, we've been talking some sports betting. You and I, I think, are both kind of fans of the odds and the statistical kind of uh, the, the play back and forth. You know, let me ask you this, actually, first off. Did you play uh, at all with the app that the Blazers put out last year where they, during the game, you could go and they would have odds uh, and kind of little, little uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to remember the sports betting terminology here. But yeah, a little kind of a... Um, like spreads and stuff. Not even just spreads. Props. Props. Yes, like thank prop you. Bets. Prop bets. Exactly. They'd have little bets on there as far as saying uh, who in the next quarter will be the first player to do this or which team will be the first to get an offensive rebound and all this kind of thing. And they had it all throughout the game. I loved it. Uh, and they would give prizes away to uh, you know the the top point getters at the end of it, uh, point scores at the end of the night uh, on on the app. Man, it sounds like you didn't check that one out at all. I did not check their app out i used to use like other betting sites sure. and, and bet on props and stuff but no i didn't check it out i'll definitely have to do it this year it's fun uh, man. For, like for more blazer stuff yeah. but i mostly just uh i use boveda uh just like a normal website that just has betting lines and stuff totally. and i track the live lines i'll take prop bets the day before like if damian lillard will score over 25 that night stuff like that nice dude it's fun but since we are talking about that i figured it would be fun to look at um, some seasoned odds for the Blazers that have been set here on Boveda. Um, All right, take it away. What we got? Let's, let's look at that. So here for the Northwest Division, um, they have the Blazers at plus 350. And are, are, so that's to win the division. Okay, so and, just in case listeners aren't quite clear, what is the plus 350 exactly? What does that mean? So that means let's say that you bet like $100 – on the Blazers to win the division, uh-huh. and let's say they win it, mm-hmm. you win three hundred and fifty dollars. Like on top of the one hundred kind of thing, or yeah, okay, cool, yeah, okay. So four fifty all together, four fifty like, all together, sweet. Yeah, yeah, or because that's your bet back. But they have the Nuggets right above them at plus one fifty to win the division, and they have the Jazz at plus one fifteen. Okay. Part of the division. So again, so what this is saying for if anyone is not as familiar with betting lines, if the number is smaller, they're saying it's more likely to happen because the, the yeah. idea would be that if you're betting 100 bucks and you're only getting 115 back, they're giving you less of a return because it's more likely to happen than if the Blazers win, you get 350 back on top of your 100 bucks. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. All right. Cool. And then like, and then like, I mean, like here's a pretty fun example for like the Central Division that has the Bucks, Pacers, Pistons, Bulls, and Cavs. Uh-huh. They are very confident with the Bucks winning that division that they are minus one thousand one hundred to win the division. Holy so they're minus eleven hundred. So that means you have to bet that much money for you to win one hundred dollars. You have to bet eleven hundred dollars to win one hundred. Yes. That's how low the return is because they think it's that likely to happen. That yes. definitely gives you a feel. <laughs> I think of kind of so minuses are good in sport or are like better in sports betting. Like that's who they think better which is kind of weird that took me a while to figure out right. minuses is, is stuff like well, that and and the other strange part about this is these guys they're not just making these betting lines on the stats and the odds to actually have this happen these things are fluctuating according to people's betting right so yep. if if everyone if all the betters out there are betting on milwaukee to win then that odd goes down further right versus if yep. if no one is betting on a line uh they will they, they will race it up. Yeah. yeah. And this is yeah. I feel like that's a little more obvious if people aren't familiar with it. It's a little more obvious when you're when you're talking an over underline. Like when we were talking Blazer wins to, win totals before, and we'll get to that in a minute. Uh but when we talked about win totals before, the the total is not just an influenced by stats and what they think will actually happen. It's influenced by how bets are going. So if everyone is betting on the Lakers to win 
the 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 championship in the West or whatever or the Western Conference, then uh, or if that everyone line will definitely change. Right. Everyone, if everyone thinks the it. Lakers are going to win more games, then the over under for the Lakers goes up, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like in some times, and then sometimes, like these bookmakers, like we'll just leave it, like because they'll just be, you know what? Like all these people are taking the Lakers, but we'll just afford to lose money because we think it's going to be the Rockets or Warriors, and oh, okay, just leave it. But sometimes that more happens like on like game spread. So let's say like it was Blazers Lakers, and all of a sudden like the Lakers weren't favored to win the game, but all of a sudden like these bets came out on the Lakers like the last three hours before the game, or or like. Or like those lines will flip and all of a sudden favor the Lakers by two or three. It's pretty weird. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, no. The, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Please continue. No, you're good. It just, I mean, like these things definitely fluctuate throughout. These season ones won't change too much, and I think they almost stop letting you allow to bet oh, for a while. Like they might stop it till All Star break, to like or to like bet like on like the divisions and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, so yeah, we, we've gone down the rabbit hole on all the details of it. Get, get it back <laughs> so to that. Let's go to the Western Conference. Let's go to the Western well, Conference. So, Well, before before so, you go to the conference, you mentioned yeah. the division. Tell me again, Blazers were what, 350? Yep, so they're plus 350 to win the division. I I would possibly take that bet. Really? Because I think they can beat the Nuggets. They've shown that. Uh-huh. And, and then, like, with Denver, like, I mean. Are you meaning with Utah? Because Denver Nuggets. Oh, and Utah. Okay. I think they're both. <laughs> well, I mean, like with Denver, or because they're right ahead of them, I think the Blazers are going to be better than them. And then Utah is going to be a very good team, but they're kind of new together, like mm. this roster. So I don't think they'll fluctuate right away and fit right away. So I think the Blazers, even though they have kind of a new roster, I think Dame and CJ are the best players probably with this division. I mean, maybe Jokic, but I mean... I think the Blazers have the best two players in the division. That's an interesting point because we always hear that the team with the best players is the team that's favored. And so the idea that the Blazers are this far behind, sure, we've got new pieces and maybe they don't really know how to account for that. But the best talent overall between the Blazers, the Nuggets, and the Jazz, I would say is Dame and CJ. We just saw these lists top come out too of the top 100 players. Dame came in at number nine and CJ was 13, right? We've got yep. two players in the top 15. And if Nurk was healthy, we talked last week, that would be another in the top 50 or who knows, maybe top 30 or higher. Um, I think he was top 30 last year. Was he really? Nurk so, was? I, I, or, I mean, like with my opinion, oh, he okay, played like gotcha. a top 30 NBA player last yeah, year. Yeah. He was dominant. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, yeah, that's, boy. Okay. So, yeah, I, I would agree with you. I think the Blazers being that far behind the Nuggets and the Jazz seems a little off. But again, if Portland uh, fans aren't betting on these lines, maybe it kind of fluctuates that way. I'm not, again, well, all those inner workings, it's hard to figure out exactly <laughs> how Vegas does it. So, you mentioned the conference, though. What are the odds for the conference? They are plus seventeen hundred to win the conference. So that means if you bet one hundred dollars on them to win the conference and they win it, you win seventeen hundred dollars. Holy okay. So this and is a team that also by the way Yeah, what's up? Or so I'm just saying one hundred dollars because that's what most betting odds and books. Oh yeah, it's it's a good standard. Yeah, but I mean like you can bet five dollars on this and win good seventeen point. to one odds. That's what it is. That, it's seventeen to one. That's a good point, actually. Yeah. So you're not saying that you have to bet a hundred bucks on it. You're just saying that's the the easy ratio to kind of digest yeah. and make it a, a universal standard. Yeah. Um this it's like talking about per thirty six minutes kind of stats and all that. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it's you can take a lesser you can make you can only put down five bucks, you have very little to lose only five bucks and if you win that bet you're making a good chunk compared to what you had uh risk there so that's an interesting odd that it's surprising that a team that went to the western conference finals last year and the team that beat them is going to be kind of hobbled for a lot of this season so you feel like that door is kind of open 
Uh, man, that is just kind of crazy that people are hating on the Blazers that bad. What are the other teams' odds? Like, what are Denver and Jazz, uh, their odds to win the conference since we kind of compared to them? Uh, so the Nuggets are plus 1,100. The Jazz are plus 850. The Warriors are plus 700. The Rockets are <laughs> plus 500. The Lakers are plus 250. And the Clippers are plus 210. Wow. Okay, so the La- the Clippers and the Lakers Man, that Our is favorites right now. I understand the Clippers, the Clippers dude. Good favorites. I understand yeah. the Clippers, but look, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate on the Lakers right off the bat. I mentioned this on the pod before. Uh, shout out to Abdicalis, uh, AQ, one of my buddies on Twitter. We've had him on the show. He was one of the last uh, last guests before in the previous generation with me and Brandon. But at one point, I said I don't think the Lakers are necessarily even gonna make the playoffs this year. And whoa, he kind of it kind of blew his mind a little bit. I'm sticking to it, man. I'm not saying they're gonna be. I'm not saying they're going to be horrible. I think it, there is a good chance they're going to be. They're more likely to be in the playoffs than out of it. But yeah. I think they're more likely to finish below the Blazers in seeding than above us. I don't think they're the second most likely team to win the West. LeBron, this is the first year that he's not the number one player, right? He's like ranked number three on that list overall. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure where Anthony Davis came in. But again, if we talk about just, just those numbers, the top 100 players kind of thing and the best talent on the floor... Lakers would have LeBron and AD if they're healthy. Dame and CJ are pretty close in those numbers, but the supporting cast behind it, man, I just I have so much more faith in ours than what they've got in LA. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, at first when you kind of said that, I was kind of like, eh, but now as you kind of say, yeah, I mean, it is just LeBron and AD, and then they have Cousins. Well, actually, no, he's hurt. Nope, he's out. There's all the whole trial thing. They just brought in Dwight Howard, but who knows? I mean, I, I would take White side over Howard or Sereso, whatever that Alex, that yeah, that yeah, small yeah. backup point guard. The for dude some with reason, the Instagram a ton photos. Of hype. <laughs> yeah, he. I don't think he'll be doing much. Yeah, they. uh It'll be interesting for sure. I could see the Blazers finishing ahead of them, yeah. I think it's likely, man. And again, we're talking about AD and LeBron. I don't think either of them, if we're talking about star players uh, and the injury risk, I think Damon C.J. are less likely to have any worry than either AD or LeBron. LeBron is, we've seen the kind of wear and tear catch up with him each season more. So especially when we're talking about a post. a full summer off. That's true, too. That's that's true, too. He had that off since, what, he was... 23 he got the entire playoffs in summer he's gonna come back so refreshed this year so he's most rested since 23 but by the time we get to playoffs man this is another year of playoffs dude he's not getting sure. younger uh, i'm just saying I'm, I'm i'm being optimistic train we we know that i am uh the conductor on the optimism train here uh, <laughs> but you're with me i know you're with me on this and i could see it happening i how about that how, how about that for a bet uh who is more likely to finish in the top four in the west this year Ooh. blazers or lakers i'm saying blazers bro I'll take the Blazers with okay, you. I'll take okay. that with you. Okay, yeah. I won't go against you. Yeah, yeah. You know you get all the hate mail. But here. I think some people <laughs> might go against us on that. Yeah, okay. Well, we're probably in the minority with people. Okay, well, you know what? Listeners you, listeners can write in and tell us. If I am that wrong on that, correct me. But I'm I'm not, man. I, I, I think I think when we're going to see this at the end of the season, I think it's more likely the Blazers finish ahead of the Lakers. Well, than let me uh, let you know this then. Okay. So for the championship odds so the blazers are 30 to 1 to win so plus 3,000 to win the championship Boy. so 100 dollars wins you 3,000 but the lakers have the best odds to win at plus 300 what wait best odds in the whole in the in whole yeah. league yeah so which is kind of weird dude okay this is uh, this because is, the clippers are ahead of them in the western conference but they're plus 350 to win the chip the, and and the Lakers are plus 300 and this is what we talked about earlier though this this illustrates exactly what we talked about earlier as far as what betters are doing influences what the betting lines People are. People love LeBron. Yeah. 
the Lakers. This is and absolutely Davis, the market down. That combo. Yeah, this is yeah. this is absolutely the market down in LA and people down there having the money and being ready to make bets right now and just like believing the hype. But like, I swear, um, before uh, before we took our hiatus, I swear there was a lot of talk out there. I think it was the uh, the GM poll or whatever it was that came out where they were asking him all these questions. Not one GM had the Lakers favorite to win the West. Uh, and wow. I, I talked about that on the pod even at that point. So, again, the odds are changing as more bets come in and they're kind of hyping the Lakers up further. But the stats themselves are not changing. The ages of these guys are not changing. And if anything, man, I, I think the Blazers are underrated and the Lakers are probably overrated. So we're going to see this fluctuate, I swear. But that's that's crazy that they are, they're second to win the West, but the, they are favorite to win the entire entire NBA this year. Yep. <laughs> Whatever. Weird. All right, so uh, so that, that's that's some good like division odds, and we'll kind of run the NBA. But what do we have as far as between you and I? Let's talk about some best that you and oh, I. Oh, and one more real quick. Oh, all right, let's do it. There is is we have Damian Lillard at thirty to one to win MVP, so plus three thousand to win MVP this year, oh. which I feel is very low. Very, he needs to be higher. That he seems needs, crazy. Yeah. He or so they have are so they have Paul George ahead of him. They have Russell Westbrook ahead of him. They have Kyrie Irving. To win, oh, he's plus thirty to one as well. But they just have his name in front of him. Jokic in front of him. Towns in front of him. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Wow. So and Joel Embiid in front of him. This is oh my god. This is such hate, man, from these guys. This is the win MVP. On 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 one hand, I want to compare. You said that the, there are the same odds right now for Dame to win MVP as Blazers to win. And. And Luca, he's thirty to one, so he's tied with Dame and Kyrie to win MVP with Lillard. What the hell? We're d- I mean, I understand Luca's so good, but he's so young. And then Kyrie just changed teams for the second time. He's like he's proven himself as a pariah where people don't want him and bo- he caused problems. People in- are sleeping on Dame. Dollar. Dude, how is he ranked? How is Dame, who is seen as sometimes the best leader in the NBA, how is he ranked the same as a dude who is like he ruined Cleveland and then he went to Boston and ruined that one and now he's moving on to where? Where's Kyrie now? Uh, Brooklyn. He's with the Nets. Yeah, yep. man, come on, that's trash. That's crazy. Yep. That might be good money to bet on. I think at least with Dame, I think he'll finish top three in MVP this year. I'm taking. That's one of my bets. I don't know if I can bet on that, but I will bet he finishes top three. He's had good MVP votes before, man. I can see it. Uh, okay, okay, okay. I don't want to take our bets now. Yeah, I don't want to take the over under on Dame getting MVP vote, MVP votes because I agree with you. He could finish up there, and he's just being slept on. What do we have though, as far as lines that maybe you you and I can disagree on? I want to get something where we can be on opposite sides of this and call it back later in the season for uh, like a beer bet or something. Uh, what do you got? <laughs> uh, so the first one I think we kind of talked about earlier is going to be the number of seven footers not being seven foot this year. Yes. What do you think? I like what it. You, let's set it at. I don't know. I think. We should figure out exactly how many seven footers there are. There are 43 players oh. that are at least seven feet tall. 14 of those players are seven foot one or taller. Five teams don't even have a seven footer. We'll take that. So 43. Wow. <laughs> 43 players well, in the I NBA last year. 10. Okay. I know. I, I thought it was lower too, but this is good. This makes it so this means we can go with a higher over under and have it be like we might see some crazy uh, fluctuations. So of 43 players listed at seven foot last year, how many tie? Do you think uh, what, what's a good over under? Where should we set this line for how many are going to be listed as not seven foot? How many? What's the deficit going to be? Or, or it's not going to be more, right? We're not going to have more listed as seven foot. No, we're going to have less. less. Okay. I think we'll have thirteen players listed as seven foot next year. You think only thirteen? Yeah. So you think it's be like the? You think we're going to have thirty less? Yeah. Oh man, damn. I think there's a lot of teams and players out there lying. <laughs> You said what? There was there was fourteen or something that were like over the seven foot one or taller. 
There's 14 of those players Dude, that are seven so foot one or taller. You might be right then. So there might be only like 13 or 14 players who are legit seven foot, and the rest are like, oh no no, I'm six eleven. No, I'm seven foot really. God. I'm putting shoes from six eleven <laughs> barefoot. Yeah. Oh my god. So I'm saying, what did I say? Thirteen? Thirteen. Well, you said there will be actual thirteen that will be seven foot. So you want that over under set at like what thirty or twenty five ish or something like that? Uh, you can set it at thirty, and I'll take the under. <laughs> I'm taking the under on that too. Uh, I okay. Let's say. Uh, if I want to say there's going to be 20 or less, do you want to take the over or should we keep moving the line? 20 or less? I'd still take the under. I, okay. I think there's going to be a lot of people. I don't think there's many seven-footers walking around on the earth. Oh, no, but okay. So if we're saying there's not many in there, we're talking about how many players who were listed last year at seven-foot of those 43, how yeah. many are going to be not listed at seven-foot this year? So, like, so you, I, I'm, like I'm, I'm saying... I think there will be a group that aren't listed as seven foot, but I'm, I'm going to say probably like let's say 15 of the ones listed last year as seven foot are not going to be seven foot. You think it's over? You think more than 15 are going to be shorter than seven foot, or do you think it's? Yeah, yeah, I think more. Okay, let's let's take 15 as the line then. Let's do that. Okay, okay let's write that down. I'm, I'm writing it in here. Um, the over under. We're a little confused there at first, but I think we figured it out. No, yeah, it's okay. This, this <laughs> is the problem with the uh, with over under betting. But hey, this is why you and I are doing this on the show here. If anyone is listening and is confused by it, this hopefully <laughs> helps clear things. I had to watch like three YouTube videos last year that were each, like thirty <laughs> minutes long to figure out all the sports betting stuff. So, it's, uh, so to be clear, we're saying for the final one on this one, there were forty three players last year listed at seven foot or higher or taller. We're gonna say there are gonna be less this year. I'm gonna say there are. Less than 15, uh, there's going to be 15 or 14 or 13 players that were seven foot last year that will be less so this year. You're just gonna, you're, you are saying there will be 15 or 16 or 17 or more players who were listed at seven foot last year and will not be this year. Yep. Okay, cool. That's a good over underline. I like it. 15. I like it. Uh, tie, so moving on. Tie is over and I'm under. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so the Blazers win total this year during the regular season. I think I've seen it. It's bounced around different places. People have had 42, 43. I think the average I've seen though is 46. Okay. So let's just go with that. Um, and the Blazers have been notorious at hitting the over. Right. They, they hit that over basically every year the last, I think it's six, five years, six, seven years. At, I don't know. at least five of the last six, I think is what I heard Quick say like a while ago, but I'm not sure that's yeah. counting. Uh, so at 46, I'm taking the over on that. I think they can get to 50. So I'm, I'm taking the over on 46 as well. We both think they're going to overachieve on that line. Uh, so yep. you think they can get to 50? I think so. Should we set the line at 50? Because I think they can get to 50, but I'm not confident. Like, I could see them at 47, 48 kind of thing. We could set it at 50. You, you want to you take the over on 50 and I'll take the under? Uh, yeah, sure. All right, let's do, All right, let's do Might it. Might as well. Oh, man. I almost, God, I think they could get there. Because if they get 51, then you win. No, okay, we'll leave it at 50. We'll, we'll do 50. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. What's your, what's your next one? Uh, on Nurkic's return date. Nurkic's return date. Okay, so... I've heard March, April, not at all this year, someone had said, but I doubt that. <laughs> no one thinks February? No one thinks he's coming back, like, right at the, uh... I think, I think they'll be patient with him. Yeah, okay, okay. So what... What, what do you think, All-Star break? You want to set it at the All-Star break? You I think could... Comes at the All-Star break or before, or... What, what's the All-Star break? That's mid-feb... Mid-February, mid-February, right? Mid-February. So, like, the first game after the All-Star break, do you think he's... Like in the lineup? Hmm. I'm going to go. I will say he comes back before uh, before March 1st. Do you think he's back before then or do you think he's back after? 
I think he's back after March 1st. Okay, so let's, that's the line then. You want to set that? Okay, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. So I'm going, I think he comes back after March 1st. I'm going before. Okay, I'm just writing this down. Sweet. Man. I think the Blazers are going to be playing really good. I think Whiteside's going to be fitting in well. They don't want to rush him. He's had leg problems before. I just, I just think they're going to be patient with him. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could see that. And we talked about that before, too, how they shouldn't really have a worry to rush Nurk back if if, if Whiteside is looking good at all. I almost said if Ty is looking good because I'm looking at you drinking that smoothie. That looks good. Is that it's coffee, but, you know. Oh, is that, a, is that from your uh, coffee shop? From Cowboy Coffee. Nice. <laughs> in Malala, Oregon. Little shout out. All right. So uh, besides our over-under lines, uh, we'll get in on some more of the uh, kind of the we'll talk about odds and all that kind of stuff in future episodes like we did and talk about if it's a good line or not. Uh, but we will also be discussing next week. We'll talk about game predictions. We'll talk about the Blazers season coming up, even the preseason. Talk about how we feel about each of those games and and we'll be at ten least, days till the preseason game. Right, man. And what October sixth too? That's that's the fan fest. That's even before then. I was looking on uh, SeatGeek for seats for tickets for Blazers games, and there are some pretty cheap ones, by the way, for the first Blazers preseason game. Okay. I think it's averaging around $47. I mean, that's four fees, so I mean, maybe $50, $60. But, okay. I mean, like, if you want to get into that game, there's opportunity to do it. Into the preseason one? Yeah. Nice. Nuggets the, uh, yeah. I mean, there's there's chances for people to do uh, that. I'm one of those things. I'm not gonna lie, bro. I, I'm I'm going. I mean, me and my wife and my parents were going. We got we had to get invested for that. But uh, but yeah, I, if, I, if I'm currently involved in a group chat with my buddies that I have screenshotted all nice. the ticket prices and told them pick which ones you want to do and we're going. Nice. Or I'm going by myself and I'm and then I'll see Keith there. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll check it out. So that's that's next Tuesday. The I'm sorry, is that next Tuesday? No, it's. Tuesday after. Two Tuesdays from now is October 8th. The Sunday before that, which is next Sunday, will be uh, will be October 6th. That is the Fan Fest, and I think you and I are going to that. Do we want to make a bet on the scrimmage? Because there will be like a black and a white team, I think is what they usually we do. We don't know the teams, though. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, that's fair. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm taking black team. You want to take white team? I'll take white okay, team. Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay. We'll just do it. Alright, sweet. Uh, Alright, man. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll do those game predictions uh, next week, too, as far as the preseason and everything else coming up. Let's take a quick Ooh, break here. We, oh, what's up? We could do, maybe we'll do it for next show, who wins FanFest MVP. Oh, okay. Well, again, if if the FanFest happens before we record our next episode, because it if, if it's early in the day, we might record later or whatever. Do you want to put a vote in for that now? I think it's Anthony Simons. Oh. I want to see Zach go big then. I'll take our other uh, our other young, blossoming upcomer. Uh, okay, so we'll get these all written down on, on the break here real quick. We'll come back in a second to talk about some more of the upcoming stuff for Trailcasters and take those listener questions. Give away one of the TD Sports cards. Be right back. questions in just a second but first uh, in case you didn't hear last week we want to talk about some of the upcoming changes and uh, all, all the kind of updates we're going through we are going to be working with Blazers Uprise they're going to be putting us on YouTube so Ty you and I we've got to get uh, hopefully by next week or one of these upcoming weeks we're going to get our video camera set up get the office studios and all the kind of like plastered with Blazers gear uh, and actually check this out shout out to Al Hicks I might have mentioned this before but she followed up with me and she has got some nice I think nostalgic old retro gear that we're going to be able to throw up as well so 
we have there is no excuse for us to have white walls in our backgrounds at this point. We're going to be ha- have Blazers Trailcaster Studio going on, uh, and it's all going to be seen for seen for the listeners to become viewers at that point. Uh, hopefully, maybe you know get some graphics going as well. I feel like I'm cutting you off. I'm just rambling because I'm excited for this. What do you think? Not at all. <laughs> I just need to get my hair cut ready to go and get freshly shaved. Yes. And oh man. Be ready to be on camera and not do weird things. Yeah, dude. Like I'm just looking around at weird places while I'm talking and gotta be able to. <laughs> no, it's all good. Look, I mean, have you ever watched like Highly Questionable or any of that? We've always got. Yeah. The, I think Bomani Jones used to always like they come back from the break and he's just like head down staring at his phone the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be good, man. Be ready I'm that. ready for it. Uh, and I'm sure Tori over at Blazes Uprise will be able to help us out with some cool graphics or B-roll or highlight clips going, man. It's gonna be great. I'm super yep. excited for it. Beyond that, uh, we are giving away some prizes. We're going to have some merchandise coming up. I'm working on some connections for T-shirts and stickers and postcards like Trailcasters have done before. We've got some live show ideas coming out there, so hopefully listeners slash viewers will get in on some of that with us. And the card giveaways, which we have already started each week, every listener who is writing in your thoughts, your questions, your comments, we are listing those out. We'll be talking about those on the next segment here. And... One of those listeners, one of you uh, listeners and eventually viewers, will be getting one of our basketball cards from Ty and TD Sports Cards. Ty, tell us what is on the line this week. It is a 2000, I think, 6. It might be wrong. 2006. It's a Brandon Roy basketball card. Nice little gray border. Tim, I believe it's even a rookie card. It's a tops one. Has a nice little... Um, Nice little like description of Roy on the nice. back. It's talking about his Seattle roots, like with Martel Webster and how he went to Garfield High School. Oh boy! And everything. So yeah, sweet Brandon Roy card. He's my favorite player all time. He's what got me into the NBA. He's what got me into the Blazers basketball. Bro. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be doing the Trailcasters. Oh. So yeah. This gets sent out to the winner this week, dude. What a and like we said this last week too. But you're not just giving away uh, something from the bottom of a bag or anything. But you've got these are these are your stocks. These are your favorite players. What a, what a nice guy. Thank you for bringing this up. Let's see. So first listener question we have in here is from Lawman Wyatt Slurp uh, at the Beardiest, one of our longtime OG listeners. Shout out, buddy. Thanks for writing in. He says, I see the season playing out very well. Whiteside and CJ will have career years. 50-plus win season with a finals run. Sleeping on the Blazers this year is a big mistake. Ty, I feel like we just talked about this. I feel like uh, I feel like that over-under that you and I just said at 50 wins for the Blazers, I think Beardiest is out here with you on this one. He's saying 50-plus 50, 50 with a finals run. Uh, and what was the odds in that finals run? Uh, plus 3,000? Three, three no, wait, 3,000 was winning the whole thing. 30 to 1. Oh, oh man. Yeah. God. Oh, boy. That is crazy, dude. I, I, I love it. I love that you guys are optimists. I don't know if I'm going to be the conductor on the optimism train if I'm on the under of this win total and both of you right there are on the over for it. But, yeah, dude, I, I love the enthusiasm. And uh, at the beardiest, thank you. Uh, we both agree it sounds like sleeping on the Blazers this year, as most years, is a big mistake. Uh, Always a mistake. Let's see. Listener question number two. There is no listener question number two. So, Beardius, this card, this Brandon Roy that Ty is talking about of his favorite player, this is coming your way, bro. Yep, this is you. You get this awesome, awesome Roy card. Special card for the specialist. <laughs> Congratulations to Lawman Wyatt Slurp. <laughs> Thank you for writing in. Guys, if, uh, listeners, guys and gals both, uh, and anyone, any other way you identify, if you want a chance at winning these cards, don't make it so easy on Beardiest. Uh, you got to write in, give us your questions and your thoughts, even if we don't put out our prompt till, oh, you know, the morning of the podcast. That's my bad. Sorry about that. Uh, send it in any time during the week. Anything that comes in after this episode will go on to the next one. We are not cutting anything off. Send us all of your thoughts. 
Thank you, listeners. And remember, you can write us at any time about anything, preferably places, but we'll take all of it. Like I said, you can find us at Trailcasters on IG, Facebook, and Twitter. You can find me at Rip City Keith. You can find him, Ty, at Ty Delbridge. Check out TD Sports Cards as well for all these cards and more. Uh, you can also write us at trailcasters at gmail.com and find this pod on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, all the podcasters out there. If you find one that doesn't have us, let us know. We will get there. And Ty, what are we looking for if they can give us any help on those podcasters? What is it? Five stars? Yes, sir. And always, these beautiful beats are from Odar. Go and check them out at soundcloud.com slash Beats. Always support your local beat makers. In closing, your honorable listeners, that's it. That's our show. Thank you, Ty. As always, thank you to Odar for those fat beats and our sponsors, Envy Adventures and Clearly Speaking. And thank you, listeners, for a great listening. We hope you enjoy your Blazers, your City basketball, and our latest episode. And thank you again one more time. And please come back next week for the next edition of The Trailcasters. Ha, ha, ha.